Welcome to The Walking OG, Travel Rant's unofficial podcast for the popular, long-running series, The Walking Dead, on AMC. I'm Michelle. And I'm Mike. And tonight we're podcasting Season 6, Episode 11, Knots Untie. Yes. aptly titled because that's what Paul Jesus said essentially happened when he was tied up. Knots Untie. When he was sitting at the table talking with them. Yeah, knots untied. Knots untied. Locks get picked. Yeah. He says it like that, but it somehow doesn't seem very braggadocious when he's saying it. He doesn't sound like he's being necessarily, you know, like some people might come and say, there's no lock that could hold me or something like that. Oh, he I know. He doesn't do stuff like yeah. that. He just almost makes it seem like Matter of incidentally fact. Yeah. knots untied. So that was pretty cool. Pretty cool title. Well, just, they should have known better before. They tied him up before, and he got away and got on top of the truck. Within, And they didn't hear him, and he got on top of the truck. He sprunged on top of the truck, and it took him, like, what, three seconds to do it? Paul Jesus the spider monkey. Before Daryl could flip him off, he was on top of their RV. <laughs> uh, um, just to recap last week, Rick and Daryl bumbled around, and they met Paul Jesus, and Rick and Michonne got together. When we come on, Abraham is... Charming Sasha with camel stories. Yep. And uh, she calls him an idiot, and he says he can't deny it. They are discussing Maggie being pregnant, and they're just kind of walking like back into, I think, Alexandria from here. But um, I was glad to see here that some of the grass in the background doesn't look perfectly manicured like it did before. I mean, I know they've been through a lot and whatever, but I just have a hard time believing that in an apocalyptic situation that they would prioritize perfectly manicured, not long. They had it before? Yeah. I yeah, think when they probably first, the guy that cut the grass got killed during the last He thing, may yeah. have. He may have. Uh, it just looks a whole lot more realistic, particularly in the field areas and stuff like that, to see some overgrowth in areas like that. They're still keeping, like, the lawns looking okay. You but realize that, you're talking about realism in a zombie. I show. know. I know. Okay. But I'm just, uh, hey, I'll I'll take it where I can get it. I'll take the authenticity, the authentic parts where I can I get it. I agree with you, yeah. Sasha says she's starting a new shift on that watch patrol. Yeah, why was he uh, appeared surprised by that well because he wanted to be with her yeah but i thought he was with this other girl like right right after that i don't understand well evidently i didn't get any of that well i you know have they been together him and sasha been together that's what sasha or rosita have abraham and sasha done the uh you know togetherness thing Abraham and Sasha got close on that run. No, no, no. I mean, like... I know what you're asking, but to my knowledge, no. But the point is, is that evidently, and I didn't think this was very clear. I think it was like something from the distant past that I didn't remember at all. And I hate that I don't remember this, and I'm actually podcasting this show, and it's something so overt. But evidently, Abraham and Rosita have been a thing for a while. I didn't know that. Me neither. And um, so when he and Sasha went out on that run, remember when he dressed up in the dress blues and they were in that place and all that, they kind of started having some chemistry. 
I remember that. Going between them. But I didn't realize that he was leaving somebody behind to do that. I didn't realize, you know, the whole time that I'm cheering Abraham and Sasha on, because why not? You know, I mean, you find love in a zombie apocalypse, more power to you. I Unless it's with a zombie. Well, that, that would be bad. But I didn't, I didn't realize that he was with Rosita, that they were a thing. They were item, they were together. So was that a flashback or a current thing? Or no, it's a current thing. It was a thing happening right now. It's a thing happening. So he's hitting on Sasha, Sasha. but he's with Rosita. Yes, and Whoa. he's not. He, he wasn't hitting on Sasha. He was developing feelings for Sasha. I think it's a whole lot more than hitting on somebody. I don't think he was just like trying to play the field or whatever, but... But that was, first of all, either I'm just not observant or they haven't made it a big deal anyway that Abraham and Rosita are together. Maybe back when we first met them, they were an item or something. I can't remember. But I haven't seen them together. I mean, you don't see them holding hands. You don't see them sitting together. You don't see them smooching. You don't see anything. They've never shown them in a house, you know, like they were cohabitating nothing that I can recall. Have you? Nope. Okay. So well, that's good, I guess. I mean, I was hoping I, that wasn't just something I missed and you caught. But, but so Abraham and Sasha have been on patrol together. They've been doing this, whatever they're doing together. And now Sasha's not doing it. Eugene wants to take over and he wants to start, you know, I guess he, uh, you know, kind of his spine, you know, grew a little bit as he... Yeah, he feels empowered after right. that, that big fight they had. Right, because he went out and participated and did his part. So now he wants to go around with Abraham and do this thing. And Sasha's doing a different job. And why? Why did Sasha decide to do that? Did she decide to do it because of Rosita? I mean, you know, just to like cut it off. I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know if they've made it super clear. Maybe they have. And we just for some reason, have just not, I don't know. Do you? I, I I missed the whole thing. Okay. Okay, me too. Me too. But um. But we don't read comic books. This has nothing to do with the comic book. Speaking of which, I got some more comic book spoilers at the end. So once we sign off, we're going to have a spoiler section again. Good, because I want to hear it. You wanna Go ahead. <laughs> tell me now. Um, no, I'm not going to tell you now. Well, so, they end with some kind of weird see around peace sign thing that they throw at each other. Of course, they're going to see you around. They essentially live on the same block, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just really, really weird. It was. It was. Well, then we go to Abraham, and he's in bed with Rosita. And this is where I put question mark, question mark. Evidently, this is a thing, but did we know that? Because, well, if they hadn't shown Abraham and Rosita in bed, I don't know that I would have gotten this plot twist. Do we need to get it? Yeah, I think this is important. I think this is actually, other than knots and tie, pretty much the premise of the whole um, episode is kind of this. I think the whole episode is about the future and settling down and rebuilding and getting with somebody. And this stuff guy like Negan's that. supposed to be a bad dude, though, isn't he? I mean, isn't, uh, isn't this supposed to be a... Negan's supposed to be a bad, bad, bad dude, but... We'll we'll get into that okay. a little bit. But he brings up that Eugene is going to be with him on his shifts and that Sasha, the thing that Sasha mentioned earlier. And um, 
And that's how we know that it's now. Because I was like you. I was like, okay, this is a flashback, right? Because she's waking him up or he was dreaming or something, right? That's what I thought when Rosita was in bed with him. Yeah, that's what I thought. No, but he brings up about Eugene taking the shift and he just heard this. So we know this is now. This is right now. And, um... But Abraham, he seems totally happy with her. I mean, he seems happy. He's smiling. He says she's near perfection. And he made her this necklace, or she made him this necklace out of the uh, light off of a fuel truck or something. This little... Uh, busted taillight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was like a cute little, I don't know, it was kind of interesting. But, but he's looking at the necklace as she goes into the shower and he's thinking of Sasha. He's like flashing back to Sasha. So, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there, but I think we'll see. Yeah. So, Maggie's talking to Glenn about growing tomatoes, and she's putting up trellises. And Maggie's worried that there isn't any blooms even yet. You can tell Maggie's, like, really concerned over food, like you would be if you're pregnant <laughs> in a situation like that. Because I mean, it's not just you. You're concerned about what you're bringing your child into. Um, and Glenn reassures her that everything's going to grow and everything's going to be okay. And then over... Now, have they talked a lot about lack of food on The Walking Dead? I know they've hinted at it a little here and there. I didn't realize that it was at the critical stage. They right. Haven't, they haven't put that kind of emphasis on it. Right. Yeah. They've talked about rationing and stuff like that. But we've still got Carol making cookies for people. <clears throat> so how how hard up are they really if... Carol's still making cook. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't get that suddenly the food situation. I thought that was kind of abrupt as well as far as that goes. But um, but something's going on with Dr. Denise and it gets their attention and they take off running. So then we come back and... Well, no, isn't that, isn't that that she had discovered that he was gone? That Jesus was gone? Yeah, probably. Was, yeah. Probably. But we just didn't know that. They just take off running and then... And they Legal. show up in the house. Right. But Carl's holding a gun on Paul Jesus, and he's uh, sitting quietly on the steps looking at a picture. He's real cool. And Rick and Michonne are getting dressed, and they all meet at the dinner table and start having a conversation. Now, this is where Paul Jesus starts talking about how he's essentially scoped the place out and that their provisions are low for having, like, 54 people. And now Maggie points out that they have more than that. Did she do that because they have more than that, or did she do that to be like a bigger force uh, I think to him? It appeared to me like she was doing it to put a doubt in his mind that he had counted correctly. Okay. So that he wouldn't go. He, he this, couldn't they're, go they're back. Still, they still haven't judged him friend yet. No, no. Well, um, Paul Jesus is saying that they got off to a bad start, but he has a good community that needs to trade, and he'd like to trade with them. He talks about their um, armory and stuff like that, how they have things that that his community doesn't have. And we find out here that they've grown sorghum. The plant, we yep. find out sorghum is a plant. Sorghum is a plant and okay. not just uh, molasses. <laughs> um but Rick doesn't necessarily believe anything he's saying. And now Paul Jesus here asks him to drive him home and he'll show him his community. Yeah, they're a little, little hesitant. And they can make it in a day. Now, do we know where Alexandria is? Do we know even what state is it? Are we still in Georgia? 
Well, I've been to Alexandria, Virginia, but I think they're talking about near yeah, there. Well, Georgia. Alexandria is just. I think they're in community. Georgia. Right. That's I thought they were still. I'm pretty sure they are because at the end it says filmed on location. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if that's that's what we're talking about here. Oh. But if if they are in Georgia, like we are, you know, certainly not out on a limb to believe anyway. Then Paul Jesus's community could really be, I mean, a day's drive from Georgia. Isn't that pretty much the whole East Coast? I mean, not really, but you know what I mean. It's a long way. If you said, if you're in the middle of Georgia or or either end of Georgia, you could be at, I guess, you know, the top or the bottom, the north north or south Georgia. Well, remember, though, the road situation is different now. It's, they're not taking interstates and stuff. Yeah, but there's no traffic. Well, you have all the abandoned cars. Right. And they can't navigate, you know. I was just pointing out, though, that it seems like that a day's drive, we can get there in a day. I mean, that could mean anything. This place could be a long way yeah, away in be. that situation. But, um, but that would mean that they're a long way away. Uh, they were a long way away when they ran into Negan's guys because... I mean, evidently, it's not that far away. Yeah, I don't think it's that far, but we talk about people going out on these really long scavenger hunts at this point, right? I mean, they're really going out a long way to try to find stuff, like they've picked everything close to them clean. You know, so uh, somebody was talking about going out on a two-week thing, two-week trip a couple weeks ago. I can't remember it. I I don't know. I don't know. But um but this is where Paul Jesus lets it slip that they trade with other colonies. And Maggie's like, so there's other colonies of people and Paul Jesus says their world's about to get a whole lot bigger. So and he smiles at them. So then we go to a commercial and we come back and uh Daryl's packing up the car, the R V when Denise offers him homemade oat cakes. That was sweet, didn't you think? Um, yeah. Daryl doesn't want to take it. He says he'll get something. He'll stop and get something. he's good, yeah. But she talks him into it. She says it tastes better than roadkill. He says it, that he hope it tastes better than it looks. Yeah. Um, but Rick's talking to Carl about Michonne because the way Carl found out about him and Michonne is when they came out of the bedroom, essentially... When Carl had the gun on Paul Jesus. Yeah, poor old Carl was traumatized. I don't think he was traumatized. I think he was scandalized. Carl is happy. He's very happy with it. But Rick says, well, go get your stuff. And Carl, very maturely, he says he's going to stay back because a kid with a messed up face probably wouldn't make the best impression on these people anyway. Speaking of which, did they, they took, except for Carol, they took everybody. Right? Yeah. I mean, everybody else went. Um, did uh, Denise didn't go, remember? Cause she... No, 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 no. Everybody who will kill somebody, everybody who is ferocious and will fight and has the ability to fight and defend their home. No, they left Borgen. Everybody that will kill somebody, everybody who's ferocious and will fight and defend their home. Well, they left Carol. That's what I said. Carol, but who else? Uh, I mean, Carol, Carl, but Carl, um, no, Carl volunteered. That's what I'm saying. Carl, Carl volunteered to stay back.
because, I mean, there was nobody there except Carol and Morgan and then the people who were there, right? Before? I mean, that's all. I think um, I think the other people have stepped up a little bit, so yeah, I'm feeling pretty confident with I guess, people leaving behind. I guess, but now you have to leave some people to defend your home turf. I don't think that's a very wise choice to take the strongest of the strong and leave not as many people back there. But that's just my my take on it. So it looks like we got Rick and Daryl and Maggie and Abraham and Glenn and Michonne and everybody, and they're in this RV. And this is where Abraham goes to Glenn and in his very eloquent, eloquent way asks if Maggie's pregnant on purpose. Something about when he was pouring the Bisquick, was he trying to make oh, pancake or something? Yeah. The, the analogy department's just not, you know. I thought it was kind of funny. Uh. But then Glenn, he's kind of taken aback by it and says it's something that they talked about. Why? And this is where Abraham says that he's floored that anyone would make a call like that in this new world. And Glenn goes into that they're trying to build something here. Abraham says if he sees rain coming, he's wearing galoshes. So Abraham is still very cynical over the future. Right? Is that what they're trying to show yeah. us Yeah. at this point? And we're seeing some some of the cynicism lessen maybe with other people as they're trying to, I don't know, create create a future for their kids and stuff. Remember Rick just did it with Carl. When Carl got his eye blown out, he sat beside him and he said now he sees the future and he wants to do it. Deanna did it right before she zombified. Remember she sat down and drew up the thing. She got like this renewed thing. Renewed vigor for um, for progress. Right. Right. For the future and to make something for their kids and stuff. Um, so Rick reaches over to Michonne and he like rubs her leg and they're holding hands. Now see they've, they're showing this with Rick and Michonne but they I don't remember ever seeing it between Rosita and no, Abraham. Neither. And they come up on a wreck and Paul Jesus is all upset. He says that that's his people. And they think, Rick and everybody thinks that it's some kind of trap. Okay, explain that to me. How would that be a trap? Well, you know, a diversion to get them all out of the, stop the, the bus and get them all out. And they're all standing out there and get attacked. That's how it'd be a trap. How would, how would Paul Jesus' people know that they were leaving right then? Well, he would have sent them a text. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you're right. Come on. Um, the zombies in the car. I don't know if they ran them over or uh, those were. I, th I think those are people they ran over. Yeah, they had to have been right. Yeah. Because. Because they were all chewed up. Right. They, they were, were like seasoned zombies. Yeah, they weren't new zombies. Right. They didn't look like. And this was a new wreck. And gosh, at the blood and guts and gore at this. Well, those zombies, they just kind of pop. You know, they <laughs> they pop like a possum when you hit them. Only in Tennessee will you Only hear that in, word. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, but Paul Jesus says that his people aren't used to zombies like evidently Rick's people are. And so Daryl, of course, starts tracking them and they want to go find his people. They won't let Paul Jesus go in. They're still thinking it might be a trap. They won't let him go in. So they handcuff him outside the door and leave Maggie out there with him. Because knots get untied. Knots do. 
But not handcuffs and tie. <laughs> well, yeah, he didn't say anything about handcuffs. So then we go to a commercial. And here we have a commercial for Better Call Saul. Mike, Better Call Saul comes on tonight. I don't think we're going to make it and watch it. I don't know if you're... I'm not. Yeah. No way. But, but you know, there's a great Better Call Saul podcast over at West Coast Project. Um, so anybody that likes Better Call Saul and it's really... It's really good this year, don't you think, so far? I do. Yeah, that's getting better. Yeah. So anybody who likes that should um, go over and check out the... The Better Call Saul podcast, Mike and Jamie do a really good show over there, and it's uh, at westcoastproject.com. So, anyway, we come back, and the group is inside the building, except for Maggie, and they hear zombies, and it's finally, finally, see, they're doing some of this stuff now. It's dark inside this building. Even though it's broad daylight, it's dark. So why are you saying they're doing something that's dark? What, what's, what do you mean? It's in, it's dark inside the building. Like it? it would be dark inside buildings. A lot of times they go in buildings during the day, and it's like as bright as it is inside my house with the lights on during the day. And I don't think in a lot of these situations and a lot of these buildings that it would be as bright as they show no, it No, no. I've been in buildings before in the middle of the day. And it's dark, yes, unless right. you have, like, strategic windows yeah. without curtains right. and stuff like that. I mean, they always show it kind of kind of bright. And in this building, in the middle of this day, it was dark. So I like that. I like that they were, they were doing that like that. But they end up rounding up all these people. And um, one of the guys comes stumbling out and... He's hurt. He's hurt, and Abraham thought he was a zombie because the way he skewered him. He did. But he didn't. He didn't. So they all get back in the RV, and they're introduced to Harlan. Um, and Harlan lets them know that he's a doctor and that they had went out to get meds is what that run was for. And Glenn asked if they have prenatals, prenatal vitamins. And the doctor was an OB, and he owes them, he says. So they just hit the jackpot, which is completely comforting to Maggie because we've just seen that Maggie's worried about nutrition and that kind of stuff with her baby. So that was happiness. So Paul Jesus is asking Freddie, the guy that was hurt, if he was okay. And Freddie goes into this thing where he thought Abraham was going to kill him. And that his wife died a long time ago, but he saw her. She was there with him. And he was really happy about that. He's really emotional about that. So... That was another kind of kind of cool scene. Oh, you like that? Yeah, I like that. I, that's the whole premise of this episode, I think, is is the hope for the future and the connections that people have. Okay. I I think they're doing this to us, connecting these people, because I think they're fixing to destroy us with some of the stuff that they're going to do. To rip these connections apart. It's just my thought process on it. But it's it's like we talked about last time. If they don't show us these connections that people have. If they don't show us this love that people have. And even I think the path that they're taking to get to some of these relationships. Then we're not going to care so much if something happens. To tear these relationships apart. I see what you're saying. Um, so then Rick's driving down the road and he gets the RV stuck in the muddy. Big mud hole. Big, like he didn't see it or something, you know, it's going down yeah, the road and suddenly just spins out. I didn't hear out. Any, any big thumps, mm-hmm. it just all of a sudden yeah, was spinning. Spinning and out. Because no, the front tire would hit that thing first. 
I didn't even notice which tire was in it. It was a uh, right rear tire. Was it? Yeah. Well, Paul Jesus says they're there anyway. And so they walk up this long uh, hole filled dirt, muddy road, and they come upon um, guys with spears. Big, tall fence with guys on top of it. Yeah, with spears. Those guys are funny. Holding the spears on the guys with the guns. Well, they were up high. They could have maybe maybe given them a... They couldn't have maybe done anything. So they're at, they call it the hilltop. Which, and their fence looked good. They Their fence they, looked great. They had a great fence. Their and then, fence was better than Alexandria. You get in there and you see that big house, that was really kind of um, a surprise. Yeah, it was that surprising big, huge, when they opened that house. up. Yeah. Yeah, and it was but interesting. Now those guys are the spears. I mean, come on. Well, they had to do something. They're like I mean, cartoon characters. They have to do something. What are they going to do? they got to do something. What are they going to do? They should get a slingshot or something. Well, they have to do something. What I mean, they have to have some a kind of A guy with an AR-15 is not going to pay attention what you have to, understand to is, a guy it's with like, a spear. It's like what Paul Jesus says. He doesn't believe anybody has any ammunition. Paul Jesus didn't think anybody had any ammunition. He didn't trust them, remember? He had to. He got them to show him with the zombie that they had ammunition. They think guns are essentially for show. And if the guns are for show when you have a spear, then you're at least one step ahead of them. I guess that's one way of looking at it. Well, then we go to commercial. In this commercial, Fear the Walking Dead. They keep showing it, so it's coming back on in a few weeks. And for those that don't know, we do a fear podcast right here at TribalRant.com. It's called Fear the Walking Prequel. you still got plenty of time to catch up on what's aired. It was only, I think, six episodes. And if you do that, come on back here and listen to our Fear podcast. That was our very first podcast I think we ever did. Was it? Mm-hmm. Huh. And um, we'll be, or was it, or was Walking Dead first? I can't remember now. I think Fear. I think you're right. I think it was Fear. And uh, we'll be doing that here in just a few weeks. So we're excited about that. I think it actually comes on the week after The Walking Dead ends. So it just kind of continues on with it. So they come inside the wall and that that surrounds Hilltop Colony. And um, Rick had wanted Gregory to come out. He's their leader. But Paul Jesus says, look, we're trusting you to come in with guns. You need to start trusting us at some point. And that's pretty good it is. Pretty good, good rationale. Yeah, yeah, it's a good um, a good point. So they open the gates in that huge plantation-type house with livestock and gardens and the FEMA trailers and all that kind of stuff, like FEMA trailers surrounding it. Um, the group they rescued thank them and tell Maggie to come see the doctor soon and all that, and they go off on about their way. I guess the doctor's going to help uh, the guy who was Hurt his leg, injured. Yeah. yeah. We find out it's Barrington House. The family gave the house to the state in the 1930s. And um, Did you Google it? I didn't. I didn't. I should have. Did you? Nope. And um, But I don't think it's real because I did read that it's a set. It's not even like a house. And when they're inside the house, they're on set somewhere. Ah. So, I mean, yeah. Um, but it's like a museum of how things were done in the old days. So people could come in, like school children came, and they had all this stuff kind of set up. And that's what 
eventually made people go there in the apocalypse thinking that there was already a setup for the way things were done in the past before all the modern conveniences hmm. and stuff like that. Kind of like the Hermitage in Nashville. Is that how that's set up? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you go up there, but it's much older than... than 1930s? The, the Baron, yeah. Yeah. Well, they go inside and there's rooms and they plan to build and they start, they're talking about the FEMA trailers and stuff like that. Now, this is where Gregory comes out. What would you think about Gregory? I think he's exactly the way that Jesus described in Maggie. He Sometimes he can be a prick. He was really weird. Yeah, but he hadn't described that to her yet. No, but that's the way I think he was. He does later, yeah. yeah. And, he, and he, was, he was just weird. He was odd, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, really odd. And he insisted on them getting a bath. I didn't get all that. Yeah, you know? he cuts them off getting when they start trying to introduce and, themselves yeah. and wants them to go get washed up. And they say they're fine, but he really, he like insists on them getting cleaned up. And he goes up to Rick and says it's hard to keep the place clean. He comes out and tells them, I'm the boss. Yeah. You know, that's a little, yeah. He's... So they walk away and Rick tells Maggie that she should get cleaned up first. And that she should talk to him, talk to Gregory. She should be like the, I guess they're, would it be ambassador? Is that the right word? Spokesperson. Yeah. And they go, they show us outside where everybody's going about life, doing various chores, and there's livestock and gardens. and. Yeah, they have systems in place. Right, right. Um, so... Abraham asked Daryl how long Rick and Michonne have been a couple, and Daryl doesn't know. And if Daryl did know, he still wouldn't talk about it. He's just like, yeah. Mm. And then he asked Daryl if he ever thinks about settling down, and Daryl blows him off there again, too. And Abraham holds his necklace and kind of looks off in the distance for a minute. So you can tell Abraham's got a lot on his mind. He is having a hard time. So Maggie walks into Gregory's office and he calls her Natalie and she calls him on it. And he says, close enough. And she says, no. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. And can we just say here with the caveat that Maggie is stunningly beautiful in every respect. I mean, she is a beautiful, beautiful woman. But her idea of getting cleaned up. Yeah, well, what did she do? I don't know. She looks exactly like she looked before she walked upstairs to me. Nothing looks different. So no. that was coming even like well, down to the sweat. They didn't have any fresh clothes, so they had to put the sweaty clothes back on. Yeah. So, I mean, all I could do is, you know. I just don't know that she looked. Maggie doesn't look, I mean, she doesn't look dirty unless she's going through a, you know, a firestorm anyway with something going on. So I don't, I don't know, I thought, but she just, she didn't look any different. Gregory is saying how Paul Jesus says that they saved everyone, including the doctor, and how important that is because doctors are rare. And they're talking about who has what, gardens, infirmary, ammunition, all that kind of stuff. And Gregory said that Paul Jesus told them that they don't have food, essentially, in Alexandria. And then Gregory, is he coming on to her? Uh, he's, uh, he seems like he's flirting with her. Yeah, he says that he wants her people to essentially come work for them, right? Yeah. In what capacity? Uh, like come till the ground? I mean, yeah, what's he just, talking about? Just work there on the land. Yeah, provide free labor for in exchange for uh, stuff. So, is he asking them to, like, move in? Is he saying he wants them to... 
I don't think so, but I don't know. I, or does he just want like? He was just weird. I don't. I, I don't get the whole interaction there. I know he was um, flirting with her a little bit, and and he mentioned she was beautiful and smart and she'd fit in well. Right. So I mean, maybe he was inviting him to come there, but I got the impression when they started talking that he just meant you know they could come there and work and you know take their stuff with them. Well, Maggie says their communities can help one another, and then she says, and stop coming on to me, essentially. And then Gregory says, thanks, Natalie. Nice talk. Yeah. And just kind of dismisses her. Oh, yeah. He's real sarcastic. Uh, and then he says, we're doing fine. How are y'all doing? So he kind of, you know, rubs it in that they're obviously having, you know, some yeah, issues. Difficulty. Then we go to commercial and we come back. And Paul Jesus is talking about wanting to generate trade with them. And Rick says they need food and they're not leaving without it. Yeah, they're going to take it. Essentially. Paul Jesus says he'll make Gregory understand. Just give him a few days. And Rick agrees with Michonne's... Well, Michonne actually agreed. But, she agreed first and then right. Rick went along. And then someone runs you in... you know, Michonne, she is in charge now. Well... <laughs> someone someone runs in saying uh, saying someone's back, and so they all go outside, and there's a guy named Ethan there, and he's saying that Negan's group has one of them, Craig, Craig. that's his brother, right? Yeah. yeah, the guy with the beard and the ponytails, bun, or the man bun's uh, brother. And he's killed some others of them because they, yeah. he said that they shorted him, and they didn't short right. him right. anything. The, the drop was light. Or, I think that's the words they used. And, Short or, yeah. And he has a message for Gregory. So he goes up to Gregory to give him the message and he stabs him in the gut. He, like, gut stabs him. Now, here's where Rick and everybody, they just attack. They automatically attack and defend Gregory. What do you think about that? Uh, well, and nobody in the colony stops them. Well, that's what they do. And, and Jesus had mentioned... That they're not a bunch of fighters, so that's why nobody nobody reacted like they did. Their, their whole existence is reaction has been reactionary, so this this is what they do. Well, they certainly helped Gregory out in the establishment in Hilltop by preventing Gregory from you know being killed. Ethan was going to take his head back to Negan to get his brother back. Yep. So, um, but Ethan gets Rick down and he's choking him and Rick ends up being able to stab him like in the juggler and was that a serious amount of blood? Yeah, honey. Well, Rick's used to be covered in blood and then he gets up and I think I thought that was perfect. You know, he looked around and said, what? And yeah. But that that shows, don't you think that like completely shows the difference in those two places? Because those people are just like completely distraught over this interaction that's just went on, right? I mean, everybody there is like ready to fight. They don't know what to do, and they're just like panicked about it. And Paul Jesus keeps them all, you know, he diffuses it. But Rick's like, what? I mean, because this is like their you know Tuesday afternoon, right? This is what it's they do. This just is what no good different, at. yeah. It was kind of funny that a woman comes up. It was uh, Ethan's wife, I think, and punches Rick in the face. Yeah, and drops him. Yeah, Michonne, don't take that. No, Michonne no, no. Her. It's, uh, no, she's very upset. She takes up for Rick. 
So, Abraham's still on the ground. He had almost died. Somebody was choking him, too. And he's smiling. Now, did you notice that when that happened, he was hearing a girl's voice, I think? I could hear, like, a female voice. No, I didn't hear that. And I couldn't tell whose voice it was, but I'm guessing whose voice it was. Sasha. I'm guessing. He gets up. And he leaves the necklace. The necklace is on the ground. I don't think he leaves it purposely. No, absolutely not. It just fell off. Right. But it did fall off. And what kind of meaning do we have with that? I think Sasha is up and Rosita's gone to bench. Meaning he left Rosita in the dirt with the necklace, huh? I mean, he left Rosita in the shower last time I saw him. (laughs) So then we go to commercial and we come back. And Maggie's looking out the window at Ethan, the guy that was killed's wife standing over his dead body. And I think that kind of thing, I hope it's not foreshadowing. I never trust that Glenn is going to live another day. I don't know that Glenn's not going to trip and fall into a hole now and just be gone, you know? And here we have pregnant Maggie. Yeah, but they'll bring him back. Well, there you go. Uh, Paul Jesus comes down and says that Gregory's going to be okay. The doctor patched him up. And Rick is asking him about Negan. And this is where Paul Jesus goes into what happened. That They got the walls built at Hilltop, right? Mm-hmm. And then Negan and his group, they're called the Saviors, came essentially and said that they wanted half. They're really just shaking them down, right? Exactly. They just wanted... Demanded their stuff. Right. And to prove their... They were serious. They killed the 16-year-old. Beat him to death in front of everybody. I mean, is that, like, horrible or what? Yeah, it's pretty bad. And, um, so Gregory made a deal of giving half of all their stuff to the saviors to prevent attacks. It's the only thing you're just buying them not hurting you, essentially. And now they're even starting to hurt them because we just saw what happened, so. Yeah, they need to be put down. So, Daryl says they'll go get Negan and take him out for food, medicine, and, and one, one of them, of them cows. cows yeah. <laughs> Daryl, what do you think? He misses cheese, milk, he wants some cereal. What do you think? Uh, I think he he misses stuff from a cow. Well, Paul, Paul Jesus is talking uh, to Gregory, and Rick says that they don't have a problem with confrontation. And... All they have is what they can do. That's their trade. Because they really don't have it. They can't give away their ammunition and stuff like that. But that's their trade. And Maggie's standing there and she says it's going to cost them something. Oh, that's real foreboding. I know. I know. She's watched the woman Mm -hmm. over her husband. So Paul Jesus comes back down and wants Maggie to talk to Gregory. Gregory has asked for Maggie specifically, and he apologizes in advance for how Gregory is. It's like you were saying earlier. He knows Gregory's just a jerk. And, um, so she gets up there, and Gregory's talking about his wound, and he's in agony, and, uh, then he says, what makes Maggie think they can handle Negan? And Maggie explains that Evan... No, not Evan. Ethan was fighting for someone he loved, and that's why he was so... Impassioned? Yeah. And that he was afraid for his brother. But Gregory says that makes him weak. So what do you think about that? It's not true. I agree. I think that makes you strong. 
Yeah, it, but but it doesn't make you as uh, as rational. As, yeah. Yes. The great. Yeah. Great word. Well, Maggie says if they get supplies, she'll take care of Negan and the Saviors permanently. And Maggie admits that they do need food, and they're willing to work for it. And Gregory says, okay. So then Maggie says they want half of what they have. But, right but now, they're not saying front. Right. But they're not saying they want half of everything they ever get, right? Like no, what Negan was talking about. Right. right now. Or the deal's off. And then she says she has leverage, too. And... And then Maggie says she wants one thing extra. So then we go outside and they're loading up the RV and they're talking about Negan with the guy who had been supplying him. And Rick wants him to come along and he agrees, though he says that the only way to get um, his brother back is to take Gregory's head or to get uh, Craig back. It's not his brother, right? Because they killed... Right. It was the, the brother of the right. guy that, that Rick skewered in the neck. But the guy agrees to come. Paul Jesus wants to come too. And Rick asks Michonne if she's up for this, and she reminds him that it's going to be a fight. And he says they'll win. They have to. And Michonne agrees with him. And then we go to Maggie, and she's in the doctor's office getting an ultrasound. And you see the little baby on the thing, yeah, and you hear like the heartbeat. Glenn. No, that did it look like Glenn? Yeah, I thought it did. So then we see the RV driving away, and the spearmen up on top watching them leave. And Glenn's showing Michonne the ultrasound picture of the baby. And Michonne hands it to Daryl. And Daryl hands it to Abraham, and it's this big, long scene, kind of like, this is what we're fighting for. This is our future. And that's the end. That's a great, uh, that's a great point. I didn't consider that until you just said it. What, about the future? Yeah, yeah, this is, this is what we're heading over here for, not necessarily a bunch of provisions and this group on the hill. Well, next week we see Rick is in the church back at Alexandria talking about what they have to do and to whom and how if they don't, it's only a matter of time before Negan and the Saviors come for them. And it is, right? I mean, they're not just doing it for the hilltop people. They know eventually Negan's going to find them. Well, they've already had one uh, run-in with Negan's guy. Right. So we're building to something. Something that's probably going to be pretty... Pretty rough. Yeah. But I think there's, what, three more episodes on the second half? Yeah, it's only six and six, I think. So if there's wow. three more, then, um, I don't know, we could have quite the cliffhanger this time. I hate it when they do that. <laughs> well, that's what they do. We hope you'll connect with us here at Tribal Rant and become part of our The Walking OG podcast. So how do people get in touch with you, Mike? How do they tweet you with any questions or comments? At Mike from TN. And I am at Michelle from TN. And she was from TN before I was. <laughs> Actually, she was from Michelle from GA. Then we got married, and now she's Michelle from TN. <laughs> but not on Twitter. Um, always just at Michelle from TN. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash tribal rant. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn, so subscribe to us and keep in touch. Please like us and rate us if you like what we're doing. Ratings are the best way to help us get the word out about the podcast, and we love doing them, so it's really helpful if you could just jot down a quick review or anything if you feel so inclined. It'd be really, really great. And of course, all this information is on tribalrant.com, where you can email us or leave us a message. We always love to hear from you and get your feedback. Quick reminder that Mike and I also do a Survivor podcast. We usually get it out on Thursdays, so if you like Survivor, Tune into that podcast, too. It's here on tribalrant.com. 
And if you don't have anything else about episode 11, Knots Untie, then I'll see you back next week for episode 12. Okay. Okay. Now we're going to go into the spoiler section, the comic book section. So This is what I've been waiting for. <laughs> if, <laughs> if, if anybody doesn't want to hear this, um, this is your last chance to turn it off. There's not going to be any more warnings. And you'll hear stuff which may or may not happen anyway. So it's completely up to you. Most people know, okay, most people know that know anything about the comics at all. In the comics, Glenn gets killed by Negan. Glenn gets beaten to death with a club that has bobbed a wire tied around it by Negan in front of everybody. So, I had heard, and I can't even remember where I heard it, and I don't know how true it is, but that pregnant Maggie... Somehow, in the comic books, goes on to be the leader either at Hilltop or at some colony like Hilltop once Glenn is killed. So, Hmm. but a lot of people are speculating now that since they just tried to kill Glenn at the dumpster fiasco that we had, right, that they're not going to do that with him again because they're not going to play with our emotions that much over Glenn anymore so there's some chatter that it's going to be Daryl who is beaten to death with a club with bobbed wire and considering that Daryl is one of the few characters that isn't do you know he's not in the comic books at all he oh, was, really? no he's just an extra character that they never intended to play anything and the fan base was so big that he has just become this, so. Well, if they killed Daryl, they're going to have a boycott on their hands. You know, that's what I was going to point out, that people really, really do not want to see Daryl die. Remember the t-shirts that came out? Um, If Daryl dies, we riot. (laughs) I mean, really, there's t-shirts, t-shirts that people have. But my thing is, if they killed Daryl, what would that have to do with Maggie being over some hill, you know, some colony. Well, it it wouldn't have anything to do with it, but you're just assuming it's going to happen because it's in the comic book. I don't don't assume. All I'm telling you is the things I've heard. I have learned, I've learned that you can't. But what I'm wondering is this. If the story that Paul Jesus told them about Negan killing the 16-year-old, I think his name was Rory, the hilltop resident in front of them, beating him with a club... Maybe that is going to be that part of the comic book. And maybe we're not going to have to see. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Anything else? Because they did bring up that he did that in front of everybody. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. So maybe that's enough. Maybe that's enough of that. Well, anyway, we can hope. But anyway, that's all I got about it. But I thought I'd throw that out there since I happened to come across that. It's. I always think it's going to make me feel better to find the comic book stuff, and it never does. It makes me really a nurse wreck because, um, I mean, I don't want to see Glenn die, of course, you know, even though we've already mourned his death. But Daryl, I'm not sure. I don't think they might want to do that. I know I don't want them to do it. What do you think? No, uh, if Daryl dies, that, that would be, I don't think that would be good for the show. I don't either. But isn't it funny, though, that he was never in the comic books at all? 
That is funny. And he was just written in because he's everybody loved him. Everybody fell in love with Daryl. Okay, well, that's it. So we'll see you next time. We'll actually see you Wednesday night. We'll be doing our Survivor podcast, and we'll see you on Thursday. That sounds wonderful. Actually, I'll see you here in just a little bit as soon as I brush my teeth. Okay, I'll okay. see you then. Bye.